And one of the things at the moment I'm walking through with a, my best mate um, is this whole thing of making a commitment to follow this person called Jesus Christ. One of the things I'm respecting a lot about my good buddy is he is really adding everything up. And we had a conversation just the other day and he said, you know, he said, there are two things that are I'm grappling with. And he said, it's the cost. Ian uh, came over, Ian McCormick, and he was here last week. By the way, if you weren't here and haven't listened to his message, I would strongly urge you to go and listen. It was an hour and a 20 minutes, and it felt like five minutes to me anyway. A um, couple of things there that I'm looking in. Oh, I have a difference of opinion on that. I need to have a look into that. But uh, my friend and his wife had, had you know, came over and we ate and Ian was just downloading on him or on them. And uh, my good friend was saying, he said, you know, it's the cost. It's the cost. What? It's the cost. My lifestyle. Uh, what's my wife going to think? What will happen to my children? What about my brother that doesn't believe and thinks it's all a waste of time? The cost. The cost. So he's weighing up the cost. You know, he's actually doing something that Scripture says we're all to do, and he's never read Scripture. Isn't that awesome? Jesus said, you know, before you go, you better count the cost because it will demand all of you. And so often we don't want to give them all. We want all the benefits, but we don't want to give them all. We want everything he promises, but we want to keep hold of everything that we were. And one of the words that are up there is who you were is not who you are today. And who you are today is not who you're becoming. That was spoken in 2010 by Cindy Ruakiri. And from my perspective, it was like an angel was speaking into us. Who you were, because the rock is a people, it's not what we've done, it's who we are. She was saying in 2010, who you were is not who you are today, and who you are today is not who you, us, are becoming. So that was just one of the incredible words, and in our hands are 12, what we as an elders have said are significant there have been more words than this, but as an eldership, 12 significant words that have been spoken to us from God through a variety of people over the last five years, from 2010 to present. And as you go through this and have a read of this, you'll see in 2010 and 2012 where most of where the words came. And I believe that's because God gives you a breather a year to get used to the first year, then he goes and hits you with some more again because he wants you to have journeyed and transitioned and processed into the words that were spoken so you're ready for the next. And I said I was going to do this at the end of last year is put it all down in paper so you could see it, read it. Amos says, write down the vision plainly so the people can follow. Now, I don't know where you're at today with some of these words. You might be going, I've never heard any of these. I've never heard any of these words. 
Some of them you may not because there's one in here that I spoke to the eldership. It may have leaked out of me through messages but I haven't specifically gone, this is what God said to me at this particular time, but I said it to the elders. And so what I want us all to do, and over the next month and maybe the next couple of weeks of the following month, we're going to unpack some of these words. We're going to align scripture to some of these words, the scripture throughout here. We're going to look at the purpose behind God speaking in this way to us. This whole book is full of prophetic word. Now, so often we've limited prophetic word down to, Greg, give me an individual word for my life. People go around the world chasing prophetic words for their individual lives when right in front of them they own the thing called the Bible are multitude prophetic words that God has for his whole church. And then we have to think how our lives fit into his dimension and his reality. But I can tell you one thing, it will mean choosing to move towards it rather than waiting most of the time for the feeling to come. And that's what I strongly sense is just, you know, if we allow our feelings to dictate and to determine the decisions we're going to make, we'll never come into the life that he has for us. I said before, my feelings go up and down. There are times in our relationship, and I love what Ian was saying last week about marriage, there's times when I don't feel in love. I don't know about you guys, but when you're having a good old argument with your wife and you're going for it and, you know, the flesh is rising up and it's, I'm right, I'm right, you need to see my point of view. You don't exactly feel in love. Anyone feel in love at those times? If you are, you are an incredible human being (laughs) and you are a lot closer to him than I am. And so our feelings will go up and down and sometimes those feelings do align, don't they? You know, ultimately, I do believe that the full expression is to feel God and to know God and his love is something that we can feel and know because it transforms us. So it's, hear me, I'm not saying this thing just stays out there void of us, but with these words and with the words to come and God's word, we're going to have to make some choices we're going to have to be disciplined and we're going to have to give him all of ourselves. I don't know if you realize, but I don't know, time to me seems to be speeding up and things are getting interesting and there is a greater pressure that's going to come and is coming, has been coming throughout the centuries, but I just sense it's going to get more and more pressure Things are building. And that is our opportunity to be the church. In these days which we're in, we are to be the light. And we are to have hope when everyone else is running around and panicking and wondering what's happening because all the foundations they've built their lives upon are crumbling. We who have the foundation and a joy, the joy of the Lord is my strength, are to stand and be the light in the darkness. We just sung it. So whether you realize that's what you sung or not, I've just put it another way, and that's what you and I just sang. And once again, our challenge is those words becoming our living reality. And the gap, my hope, 
for myself, my wife, my children, for us all, is the gap between our words and the demonstration over the last four and a half years and as we go forward will be less and less and less and less. Boom. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And God will even put us through a test to refine that joy. He will allow tests and trials and tribulations to come. Why? To build us as his people. God will dismantle and reestablish. One of the words in there, he said to me, Greg, I'm going to dismantle your thinking on how I build the church. I said, I thought I had it all down pat, God. He said, son, you know me. You know a part of me. You're coming into more of that. But in the way the church is built, you lack understanding. Oh, yeah, it's done through the Holy Spirit. and da 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 da. No, no, you lack understanding, son. Oh, yeah, that's what I said. And then I cried. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember, I repented in front of everyone that was here. It broke me, the fact that I thought I was doing it the right way and God had to show me and reveal me as I trusted and stepped out into the unknown. And this is what he's asking of every one of us. So you won't understand some of this in your head. It has to be a revelation of the Spirit, which means when a greater revelation comes to you, you will never understand it unless your mind has been renewed to it currently. So when it comes, if you try and understand it in your mind, you never will. You have to go, I don't understand that. By faith, what I'm going to do is trust in God to discover whether that is God or not. And I'm going to walk forward, not on feeling, on faith. And hopefully I've got someone who's beside me who's brought that truth to me, who says, come and walk with me and offers me the hand of fellowship. And says, brother, sister, let's journey together so the Holy Spirit who leads us into all truth will open up your mind and renew your mind and then you'll be able to see. You know what happens once you can see it? You can start living for it because the sight is where? In your heart. I pray that the eyes of your heart would be enlightened to the knowledge of God, to the riches of the glory of the saints and to the full power of God. It's truly and utterly phenomenal to be a follower of Jesus Christ is the greatest honour and privilege any single human being can be. I think it's sad that people have not yet received the invitation. My heart breaks that my best mate His mind is still grippling with stuff that's keeping him outside of saying yes. But for us who have received the invite, there is more and more and more for you and I to literally experience. It's endless. Here's my main point if you're taking notes. It's the activation of these words that leads to transformation. It'll be the activation of these words, these words, this word, that will lead to transformation. If all this does is stay 
in a booklet. If all this does is stay in a book, we might as well all pack up and go home. Let's go and enjoy the cricket. Let's go and enjoy the football. Let's go and enjoy the rugby. Why not? Everyone else is. Greg, I want all of your heart, son. All is all, isn't it? All is all. You see, if we give God an eighth, we're going to receive an eighth. If you're giving God a quarter, you'll receive a quarter. To the measure you give is the measure you're going to receive. And the hard part for that is that we actually have to get to the end of ourselves. You and I have got to get to the end of self. Self is such a big God in our lives. And if he still sits on the throne, if the old man sits on the throne instead of being buried and dead in the baptism of water, then he or she will actually control you. You will control you. These words from him have been given us to destroy self. This is the most beautiful present. I believe the Father has given us one of the things over the last four and a half years to actually have him at the cornerstone and the center of our lives. So, activation of these words leads to transformation. The purpose behind all these words are the building, the reshaping, and forming of us as his people. Now, not just these words, hear me when I say I'm talking the word of God, these words, what I'm saying today. The purpose behind all these are the building, the reshaping and forming of us as his people. He has so much in store for us now and in the future for those who truly love him with all they are. Preparing us, sharpening us, making us ready to fulfill his will. This is the work God has and is doing here. It's serious. Thanks, Warren. It is serious stuff. Just this week, he said to me, son, are you ready and are you preparing the people to be ready? What does being ready look like? You know, when you go on holiday, you get ready, don't you? You pack the bags, you think about what you're going to need, depending on how long you're away for, you pack appropriately to two weeks or a week or three weeks or a year. You get yourself ready, you're prepared, you're early. You get up, you make sure the taxi's coming to pick you up, you check to see what time the plane is going to leave, you make sure it's on time, you make sure you're getting picked up at the other end. You plan and are intentional and you are ready to enjoy the fullness of your holiday, are we not? Ah, is that how intentional we are with our faith? Or is it an add-on? Is my faith an add-on to everything else? Hear me, I say this out of love. If it is, you will receive an add-on reward. And this is this message. If there's one message God smacked me over the head time and time again is, is this whole thing of we just think we're going to get it because we prayed a prayer. Oh, well, Lord, I believe and I say. He goes, yeah, well, are you demonstrating? Do I see the reality of what you say in your life? I was talking to the girls about the difference between a Christian and a disciple. 
you realize there is a difference between being a Christian and a disciple? Now ultimately, I'm going to just contradict what I said and there's not. Because if you're a Christian, you are Christ-like and a disciple is Christ-like. But we use that term, but I'm a Christian. And then we act like the world. Do you know how many times the word Christian is used in the Bible? About three. Do you know how many times the word disciple is used? 252 times. What is a disciple, Greg? It's someone who sits under the lordship, who is a bond servant of the master and allows the master's teachings to shape and to form them completely and they want to be like the one they are following. Those are the people that he will give the full reward to. So the question and the challenge is, do we want to know him that much? Do we want to lay our lives down that much? Do we want to be this people? These people? I was asked yesterday, what's the vision for 2015? I said, the same as 2014. The same as it was in 2013 and the same it will be in 2016, 17, 18 till the day come. What's that? Our transformation. See, we think, well, I used to think it was just about doing good things for God. And hear me, yes, God has prepared works for us to do before creation. Spirit-led works that he wants me to do, not just now, but in the future. But that's one part of the two-part picture. And the first part is my transformation, allowing him, his lordship, his kingdom, which is the internal, invisible, spiritual transformation of my heart and mind to reflect his. So it's both. And this is a big part of what he is doing. God is building a people who will be wise virgins and not foolish ones, becoming his bride, making themselves ready. People who will receive the overcomer's promises and reign with him. People who allow his internal spiritual kingdom to be built and established in and through them now experiencing the life of this building work. So we have to take what I've just said and go, okay, am I allowing this to be done? Can I give, and we're going to hear testimony of two people in this community who are entering into and have entered into what's been spoken and they're going to testify to the change and the difference he's making. This is the whole point, isn't it? For the testimony of Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. What does that mean? It means who he is and what he's done is to be the testimony to the world. So who he is in you and what he's doing through you, we are to have testimonies to be able to share of what he's doing in us. I'm not talking about the day you got committed your life to Christ, as awesome as that was and I love to share that with people. I'm talking about that and ongoing testimonies of the difference Jesus is making because I'm submitting and allowing his kingdom to be built in and through me. So the joy of the Lord today, I'm telling you, is, the, is my strength. If it wasn't, I wouldn't be standing in front of you today. 
I don't say that to boast. I say that to, to say it is fully possible to have a joy and a peace that goes beyond an understanding which will guard your heart and mind in times of trial and persecution and pressure and vindication and when people are saying things and walking away from you and accusing you of stuff. You can stand there and have a joy and a peace within you that is separate from feelings, emotions and all that and go, I'm yours. And you know what? And love back. Fully possible if we allow a work to be done. God says, I want to undo your un. <laughs> That's another word in here. I'm going to undo your un. Greg, I'm going to undo your un, son. The way you think I build, I'm going to undo your un. I quite like my un. I know you do. But it's time for me to undo it and show you my un. Do you know, realize we are all born back to front? Do you realize that the day you were born? Your thinking is completely back to front to his. So everything that comes natural to you is opposite to him. Some of you look at me like, what? Are you of the seed of him? from a sense of are you born again when you are born? Are you born of the Spirit when you are born, or refreshed when you are, when you are born, physically born? No. So what seed are you of? Which is the seed of what? Which is the seed of what? Kingdom of darkness. So left to our own devices, we will continue to think like the kingdom of darkness thinks. No, you are not demonic, but you will think like the kingdom of darkness. Peter, get behind me, for you are putting your man, man's interest, you think, like a natural man. I want to go and die, and you are stopping me from going to do the kingdom work. Can you hear me? So we all think without him. So then what do we mean? We need revelation to come into the way he thinks. We need a renewing. I need to undo, Greg, the way you think the church is built. Did you realize, son, it is built on an apostolic, a prophetic, a teacher, pastor, evangelist, grace gifting combined with my Holy Spirit? No, God, I had no clue. But, son, it's been in the Word for 2,000 years. I know, Father, but I could see it, but couldn't really see it. I had eyes, but had no understanding of it. So we have walked this out, all of us, together. I'm no respecter of anyone, God says. Not one single person. You can't buy your way in. Danielle couldn't jump on my back and get into it. I'm trying to help lead her into it. Man, she'll tell you, we had some pretty good doozies a while ago. Still do on this whole spiritual reality. I'm trying to share stuff with her. I'm sick of hearing this stuff. Oh, well, that's a bit of a problem. Because I think it's of him and I want to share it with you and I'm so excited we've got a bit of an issue here. Doesn't exactly add to the intimacy in a marriage. And so there was a tussle and a wrestle and a repentance that was required and needed on her behalf and a love on my behalf and a submission to God to continue to pour out in love and accept while she's bang and bang and bang sometimes. And I'm banging, banging back on her because I'm fed up and sick of it. Why can't she get it, Lord? And smashed around. 
Because, son, I want to undo your un. I want to undo your amount of love right now that you can't fulfill and pour more into you. See, no one's void of this process. See, I can't stand there and go, but I've been loving her, I've been loving her, I've been loving her. He goes, yeah, continue to. But I need more of you, that's right. You better get on your face and start asking for more of me so you're able to love like me. The formation, what did Paul say? I'm here till Christ is formed in you so you're able then to demonstrate if I was in your lounge, I'd be loving on your wife and continuing to love and love and love and I wouldn't be getting angry by the way, son, and you wouldn't see my flesh come out. Why? Because I'm so full of love. And then I'd pray and hope and pray and hope and pray and hope that she would respond because she's being loved and come into. I want to undo your un. Another word was seeing a ship, but it was a cruise ship. Everyone was partying, having a good time, chilling out. This was David Peters. And then he saw a picture of a battleship and people were gunning, people were at the mast, people were in position. Everyone had stepped up and had gone from having a party to being a battle cruiser. Everyone in position, in line, everyone activated. Sounds like a functioning body. That's why we've unpacked this teaching of the fivefold. We're trying to unpack it more and more. We're praying and believing God is going to align more and more and that we would, through receiving, because you have to receive what's being spoken through the Spirit. But we want these giftings and an overflow of these gifts and activating us as a community. Building us up as the body and preparing us for works of service. As an eldership, our hope is that we would all be arrested and apprehended by these words and that within us we would all be experienced and living from this kingdom dimension of having Christ's life literally built and flowing in and through us to an overflowing measure. You got your Bibles? Come with me to Colossians 1.27. Just while you're turning there, if you are interested, um, Rob Digby will be out in the foyer after this. Uh, Rob's going to be going to a Steiger weekend. Um, David Pierce, who's been here before, guy with dreadlocks, he's running just a weekend uh, on the February the 19th to the 21st. So if you want to find out information about that, go see Rob. He'll be in the foyer afterwards and he can have a word chat about that with you. So Colossians 1, 27 to whom God willed to make known. You could just stop right there. To whom God willed to make known. Do we consider an honour and a privilege that we have been willed by him to make him known the way he has? Or do we just take it for granted? So he's chosen the creator has chosen you and I 
pardon? I didn't choose me. Anyone choose to be born? So the Creator chose me. And He chose me to make something known to me. What is that? What is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory? Now that is a crazy mystery. So God created us to make something known to us and it's a mystery. Ian gave us a number of different mysteries. The mystery of the kingdom, the mystery of this, the mystery of that, the mystery of marriage. God specifically talks in parables and in mysteries so we have to go looking and unlock the mystery. Why? Because he's looking for people who love him, that are prepared to let go of themselves and go looking to find. So he wants to make this incredible thing known. What is it? Christ in the church is the hope of glory. Do we have a hope in us because Christ is in us, his kingdom is being built that creates such life the glory of God, which I'm going to give you, is within us. So we just, here's the goal. We are riding, Mel de la Mesa's transcendence life, we are riding above the physical. Even though we live in the physical and we experience the things in the physical, our lives actually are on a higher plane. This is the goal. This is the purpose of transformation that we are being transformed so we are able to demonstrate the reality of heaven in us and through us. So people look and go, I can't figure you out. You seem to live, there seems to be something in you, a love in you that I haven't seen. I'm captivated by the light. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen love like that. I haven't seen a peace like that. I haven't seen a joy. Where does this come from? I've tried everything to try and find it in substances and people and stuff. Why is this thing that you have that I know I'm void of? And then we give glory and testimony to who it is. Christ in us is the hope of glory. He's the hope of the world. And more and more and more, as it gets blacker and blacker and blacker, you are the light of the world. Shine. Do not hide your light under a bushel. Let it shine through the process of allowing me to be Lord. Through me undoing your un and reshaping that un and reforming it and receive now the new. You did a whole mess on wineskins. How old wineskins can't receive the new. An old mindset cannot receive revealed truth. It needs to die. It needs to be smashed. Can you hear what I'm saying? This isn't mucking around. This is incredibly powerful stuff that God is asking, what are we doing with it? Now once again, His love is phenomenal and He will let you and I stay at 2,000 feet for as long as we want. 
But hear me, guys, if we want the fullness, I want the fullness of the Christian life now. Not when I die. Not when I'm in here. Now. Jesus promises it to me now. He said, by the way, the future is something else as well. It's all contained in His Word. What did Paul say? That the eyes of your heart, listen to the same words. I'm not sure if it will come up on the same screen. That the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that, he stops, so that you will know what the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints is. What is the Colossians 1.27 To whom God willed to make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery? Ephesians 1.18 That the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what are the riches of the glory and his inheritance in the saints. Same prayer. Same thing. Said in a different book. Woof! Arrested by it. Apprehended by it. Stopped in your tracks. I was going this way. Boom! That's what happened to me the day I got the revelation of the fivefold. Bang! First it was actually, here's the presentation of it. Oh, I don't see that. Boom! Catapulted into another reality. Where? In my heart and my mind. And in the life of that causes chaos. Jesus caused chaos when he came. Yeah? He's going to cause chaos when he comes back. And there'll be chaos before he arrives. But we're not people of chaos. We're people of joy, peace, righteousness, freedom. What's brother? Oh man, I don't know where I'm going to get food. I don't know where. Come with me, brother. Come with me. We've got a whole army of people looking after one another, supporting one another, laying their lives down for one another. Come and join this community where you'll be loved, fed, supported. Does that sound like the church? Sounds like the church I read about. Christ's life in us isn't just to be some abstract concept or to be something that we say yes to but never experience the life of that yes. It's not some technically, theologically correct viewpoint that you carry and that's where it stays. We are to be experienced literally His life in us, His kingdom in us, and this is to be a continuous process. His love, peace, joy, righteousness, His freedom And from this reality, we go into the world sharing Him, healing the sick, laying on of hands, raising the dead. Way too many followers are merely satisfied with mere head knowledge without the transformational living reality of true knowledge which creates life and forms life. John 1 verse 4 says what? In him was life, and this life was the light of men. In Christ is life, and in this life, which is in us, we are to be the light, it's the light of men. So his light is to be the light of us. 
activation of these words leads to transformation. It's the activation of what we're hearing. It's the activation. It's the seeking, the pursuing, the pursuit to let go of everything and everyone with wisdom and to go after. How many men did everything possible when you were chasing your wife? How many men did things you don't do now? That's honesty. There's a good picture of what our pursuit of him is to be. Staying up late on the phone, spending ridiculous amount of money on flowers and cards and holidays and all these things. Thinking of her. I wonder what she's doing now. Should I send her a little text? Moving things, rearranging schedules. Oh, I was busy on that day. I'm no longer. I was going to the gym, eh, babe? Oh, no, no, found room in the schedule just there. And ladies, what about you? What things were you doing that you don't do anymore for your husband? Ah, I got him. Got her. Now I'm taking her for granted. Clean up my socks, do this. Can you do the dishes? Can you do the lawns? Can you put oil in the car? Can you do X, Y, Z? You hear me? Is that God for us today? So used to having him in the camp but really not appreciating the fullness of who he is and certainly not coming into more. See, the challenge is, do I want to know all of who he is or am I happy with what I've got? If Danielle came to me and said, I want to share more of my heart with you, I go, well, honey, I don't really give a rip. I know you enough. That'll do. That's going to be more time more words. It means I can't do what golf or this. Oh, look, I'm happy with what I've got so far. Thanks. One, how is she going to feel? And two, what is that saying about my love for her? I've done that with God. Probably continue to do it to a point. But there's something stirring in me that says no longer, no more. I'm prepared to put X, Y, Z aside. I don't necessarily feel like doing that. My feelings tell me to keep X, Y, and Z, but my faith and my pursuit and my discipline says no. And I'm going to make this a priority. If you'll throw your net on that side, guess what? You're going to haul in a large haul. But you've got to do it my way or no way. This is what he is screaming here. As I've said, the true purpose of prophecy is to bear testimony to the person and the work of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to ask Josh and Jesse just to come forward and they're just going to share and I want to finish on this testimony, the difference that that one, mate, difference that God's making through what we've been journeying with as a community. Um, 
when Greg asked us to kind of share, it's a great opportunity to start thinking of all the things that he's done um, just in the last week, you know, like it's it's just happening all the time. But um, kind of specifically, I guess over the last year, um, I guess for us both together, he's really shown us what our marriage is to look like um, and showing us his model of that. And for me in particular, he was asking me to really submit. I was trying to lead. I was um, controlling, all that kind of stuff. And he said, Jesse, it's time to lay that down. I'm going to show you how. I'll give you the strength to do it, but you need to do it. Um, That was very difficult because that's all I knew to do is to try and lead and and pull Josh along with me and things like that. Um, but when he asked me to do that, it was, you know, no doubt a battle because I'm fighting against myself. Um, but he totally gave me the strength to do that, to submit to my husband. And not only to do that, he, he showed me more of, that is what his model is to to submit to him, and it is the greatest privilege, one that I get to submit to my husband, but also it shows me the depth of what it looks like to submit to him. Um, and just another thing as well that he um, he really does give you the love for not only your spouse but for people that you're walking with. Sometimes it can be hard, right? We're all human. We have to put up with each other. Um, But he really does, if you ask and truly seek him, he will give you the love for one another to to walk together, to (laughs) – you know I was going to (laughs) cry – it's just so incredible experiencing such love that is not your own and you know the difference because when you love from yourself, it is so hard and you get frustrated and knowing his love and operating out of that, you know, it just is really incredible. Um, And um, for me, when Greg sent us a text, I was trying to think about all the things that I could say that would somehow you could relate and feel like you're, you've been on the same journey as me and that maybe there is positive at the end of it. But I think for, if I'm not, if I'm saying all these things but my life isn't representing it. If I'm not actually living out what I'm saying, then then somewhere along the lines I've been there's been confusion. And so I'm just sort of realizing how real things are and that I can read everything and preach to everyone at work, but if I'm not living what I'm preaching and if the words that are coming out of my mouth aren't who I am then then it's not going to impact their lives. And so it's just 
coming from a place where I thought I knew God, and then he's just been like, what the, you know, you, you don't know me, but you can know me, and you just need to have the ears, and ears to hear, and the whole sight of who, who we are, and who we are supposed to be together as one, and um, the love that we're supposed to have for one another, praying for one another, that we will grow closer. So it's been it's been a process. It's been awesome, and um, really seeing fruit. Everyone around. Josh, can I ask you a question? What what's it like now with Jessie aligning herself more and not trying to drag and make stuff happen? It's awesome. No, it's learning. It's it's uh, coming to a place of knowing my role as the husband and what that looks like in us being the bride, Jesus being bridegroom, and knowing that I need to be in a place where I can lead, otherwise I'm leading to to the wrong place. So yeah. Thanks, Rob. And just so there's you know there's no confusion. That's not like a top-down thing. That's a, a there a husband and a wife are there. It's functioning roles. That word smit actually means align. You're aligned to, and so we all have functions, uh, functioning roles that God wants us to fulfil. When that happens, you've got oneness, and ultimately that's the point. Um, let me just read this one scripture to you, and then we're going to wrap it. Um, it's in two Peter one nineteen to twenty one. 2 Peter 1, 19-21 So we have the prophetic word made more sure, to which you do well to pay attention, as to a lamp shining in a dark place. It's funny that, eh? Sing these songs, not knowing it, and then bang, it comes out. So verse 19, so we have the prophetic word made more sure, to which you do well to pay attention as to a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and the morning star arises in your hearts. But know this first of all, that no prophecy of scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation, for no prophecy has ever made, was ever made by an act of human will, but men moved by the Holy Spirit spoke from God. The activation of these words will lead to transformation and ongoing transformation. And so I strongly, strongly urge you in life groups, in your one-on-one time with him, however you're doing discipleship, to take this, read this, meditate, marinate, ask yourselves a series of questions in relation to this, is this completely outside of my reality? Do I understand any of what I've even read? Yes, Lord, I'm smack bang in the middle of this. I'm being undone right now. It's horrible. But I'm going to pursue and continue to move forward. Yes, I totally get I've been undone and I have come into a greater reality of life. And I would encourage us all to share what is happening for you with others to encourage one another.
And so we're going to be unpacking more and more of this. So if you have any questions, email me, gregattherock.org.nz or any of the elders. Uh, if you want to come forward and ask me questions now, feel free to come forward. If you would like more of these, I'm sure we're going to be handing them out over the weeks and um, they'll be up on the website once we figure out how to put it up there in that format. So they'll be there and they'll be there and they'll sit there. Um, there are more um, more words, you know. These are just the, the 12 um, most prophetic ones. But one I did feel to mention today was um, Vera in 2007, Vera, 2006, had a, had a picture um, of me. Once again, it's not about me, but I was drawing and writing on a whiteboard um, sort of this new thing. She didn't know fully what it was, but I, I believe today it's, it's part of this. So that was in 2006, 2007, before I'd even, we had even embarked on this journey. This is only four years old. And so God's been speaking and speaking into us over the last number of years. And so once again, it's not just to sit there and go, yeah, that was nice service, got some nice words. No, no, this is serious. It's time, if we're not, to get in the game. Because I'm telling you guys, pressure's coming. And if we're not ready, I don't believe we'll stand. If we're not ready in the day, it'll be too late to get ready in the day. Now. The wise virgins weren't ready when he came. They didn't think he was coming. When he was coming, he came and they weren't ready. But five were. And my heart is we will be ready along with a whole lot of other followers. Amen. So Father, I just thank you for this time. I pray these words of yours will go deep into our spirits, into our minds. Father, that we would come into the life that is on here and that we all prepare to be undone, to let go of current understanding and thoughts and attitudes and seek you and seek discipleship with others, placing ourselves in a process of transformation with others, Father, and your spirit. Lord, thank you for this incredible work and privilege that you are doing here in us and building us. In Jesus' name, amen.